hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Uh, good, good morning, good morning, good morning. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and uh, today I woke up and I was feeling good, and I was thinking about some stuff as we get ready for the All Black National Convention and everything in between. I was thinking about three things that we can center our mind on in terms of three things that if we can change these things in our community, it would make a big difference. So, uh, so get comfortable, buckle up your seatbelt. We're gonna get started on Dr. Boyce tv.com in five, four, three, two, go. Here we are, clan, the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. Here we are. Hey, what's going on, guys? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and I want to say hello to everybody. Shout out the city that you're from. Let me know what city you're from. And also, I want to say hi to everybody on Instagram. My Instagram is the real Boyce Watkins, so feel free to follow the real Boyce Watkins if you want to have real conversations. Uh, we believe in black intelligence. We, we you don't you don't have to be intelligent already. You just have to want to be intelligent. Um, I don't think that we should want to be ignorant. I don't think that we should want to be stupid. I don't believe that we should aspire to be uh, the lowest common denominator. I think that we are better than that. And uh, that's what I believe in. I'm sticking to it. So uh, good morning, D. Mitchell. Um, uh, good to see you from ATL. I see Antoinette's out of Miami. Uh, David out of Charlotte. Charlotte is where we're hosting the 2022 All Black National Convention, which starts in a couple of weeks, uh, October 28th through the 30th. It is a great place to uh, learn, uh, to connect with others similar to yourself and also to just have a lot of fun. So uh, if you're interested in the convention, just go to allblacknationalconvention.com. Uh, that's allblacknationalconvention.com. Or you can find the digital passes at uh, boycewatkins.com. If you're on Instagram, just hit the link in the bio. Uh, let's see, I see uh, Willie out of Philadelphia, Orlando out of Riverview, Florida, uh, Mariella out of West Palm Beach, uh, Jacosta. I, I can't see, I couldn't see Jacosta City. Las Vegas, I love Las Vegas. Boston for Armani. Okay, so we are coming in from all over the world. Good morning uh, from Charlotte and uh, Charlotte again, Colorado Springs. Good to see you. All right, so let's get started here. Let's let's talk about some stuff. Um, I'm going to break down some things that were on my brain this morning. I got up this morning. My wife, I get to wake up next to the most beautiful black woman on the planet. And uh, my wife is, uh, it's an honor to be her husband. And uh, we were planning our trip to, uh, to, to head back to, uh, to the place that we first met, actually. We're going back there today. And, uh, and we were I'm just sitting there and I, I woke up and she was like, what, what's going on? She always thinks something's wrong when I when I jump out of bed in the morning and I, and I run right down to my office and uh, and I said, nothing's wrong. I'm fine. I'm fine. I just but but I had something that came to my mind as I was sleeping. And I said, you know, I got to talk to my people about this. And um, it had to do with uh, with our people in terms of getting our mind right as we get ready for the convention, which is a great gathering spot for anybody who's being one around the world. Uh, if you are, if you believe in black intelligence, if you believe in black love, if you believe in black wealth, if you believe in black power, then this is the place for you. And I was thinking about three key things that were on my mind as we kind of set our mind right to get ready for the convention this year. And it's sort of three things that I believe that if we address these three issues, we can actually go from being the losing team to being the winning team. 
Now, give me a yes or no. Yes or no in the chat. How many of y'all are just sick and tired of like watching your people losing? How many of y'all get a little bit irritated when you just see crazy stuff happening in your community? Um, give me a yes or no in the chat if you are just just done with the nonsense. Like, how many of you, yes or no, how many of you get a little bit irritated like when you see two 50-year-old black men arguing on the internet sounding like two goddamn, excuse my French, I'm not going to cuss. I, I, I promise I saw I wasn't going to cuss it. Two damn 12-year-old kids. How many of y'all get tired every time you see some ratchety-ass woman in, in a Walmart, you know, kicking a pregnant lady in the stomach or something? And then and then they're like, oh, well, this is what those people do. Like, I don't, how many of y'all get tired of hearing rappers literally promoting drug addiction to a community that's been devastated by drug addiction? I mean, think about this. I need y'all to process this for a minute. And this actually goes to my first point. I don't know about y'all, but I need us to really consciously take a moment and reflect on just how insane it is that literally we support an entire hip-hop music industry that promotes drug addiction in a community that's been devastated by drug addiction. I need y'all to really think about this. And the reason I need y'all to think about this is because the problem is that in this world of weirdness and and crazy conservatives and and, and extreme, woke, woke extremists, you 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 forget basic things. You forget little things like, like that two plus two equals four. You forget how to do basic math. You forget that two plus two equals four. Uh, and what do I mean by that? You forget little things like, wait a minute, if I'm promoting drug addiction in a community where millions of people have been killed by drugs, millions of people have been incarcerated over drugs, many people have been addicted and had their lives ruined over drugs, many people have lost their parents to drugs, then I'm then I'm probably not going to help that community. That's two plus two equals four. That's cause and effect. See, 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 in this world of wokeness, where you have been allowed yourself to be crowned with, with, with the victim box or the the dunce hat, they they put the crown on you, and you think it's you think it's like black girl magic, or or you think that they're crowning you, they're giving you special attention. No, they're putting the dunce hat on you. The dunce hat is for stupid people. They put the dunce hat on you to turn your brain off and make you forget that two plus two is four. You forget cause and effect. You forget that if you are promoting drug addiction, which this is what a lot of the rappers do. It's not you know it's, it's not just what we're doing. It's you know who owns that industry. Kanye talked about it and they tried to cancel Kanye, right? Kanye's a little crazy, but but he did bring it up. I'm not going to bring it up today. We're not going to talk about that. We're not talk we're not trying to talk about anybody but us. But but at the end of the day, that just fascinates me that there are not more people speaking on this issue. It it really fascinates me that you can't look at the culture that's being created around you and connect that culture that's being promoted to the activities that are occurring in your community. In fact, let's let's do a quick little survey. Give me a yes in the chat if you have a relative that has gone to prison for something related to violence or dope or something like that. Give me a yes in the chat if you have a loved one that's been incarcerated uh, for something related to drugs. Now give me a yes in the chat if you have a loved one who has been addicted to drugs. Give me a yes in the chat. Give me a yes in the chat if you have a loved one who has been killed over drugs. Give me a yes in the chat. Give me a yes in the chat if you have seen your family or a family that you're connected to destroyed over drugs. Give me a yes in the chat. 
So, so here's where I'm going to sound like the crazy black man in the room. Sometimes trying to be logical makes you sound crazy in a world of, of where illogical behavior is being promoted. I'm going to be the crazy black man in the room and say that black people, if you got any sense in your skull, should have a zero tolerance policy when it comes to dope. Your policy should be zero tolerance. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, seriously, I, I don't, I really don't get it. Jewish, the Jews went through the Holocaust where Adolf Hitler got together with the Nazis and, and, and killed 6 million of them. What you went through was worse than the Holocaust because it lasted longer. But they went through the Holocaust and they have a zero tolerance policy when it comes to Nazis. They have a zero tolerance policy for anything that they even think even remotely smells like anti-Semitism. Zero tolerance. They ain't playing with you. They, they, give you, they give you no margin of error. Zero plus zero times zero to the zero power is ultimately going to be zero. They, they, they're not even playing with you on that. So my question is, in a community that's been devastated by drugs, why did you tolerate and allow people to promote drugs to your children? See, see, here's the thing. This this confuses people. People who either don't know the platform or don't understand the game, they come to the platform, they get real confused. They get real confused. They, they'll see me do some video that they enjoy where I, ex, where I explain something about finances, like, like how the stock market works or how a 401k plan works or whatever, how, how international banking works. And they'll be like, wow, this is a finance guy. I want to follow this finance guy. And then they'll get mad because they'll be like, you're a finance guy. Why are you talking about these other issues? Why are you talking about these other issues? Because I, the reason I talk about these other issues is partly because I'm a finance guy. You know, just, and just to be clear, I'm a black man who happens to be a finance professor. I'm not a finance professor who happens to be black. If you understand the economics of your community, then you'll also understand how it connects to the other activities that are occurring in your community. A majority of wealth in this country comes from family structure. So if you're allowing things like drugs or ratchet ass behavior to destroy your families or intergenerational trauma or a commitment to, to passing down generational curses to destroy your families, then you're destroying your wealth. And, and far more, but, but also remember this, you're destroying things that are far more important than money too. <laughs> it ain't just about the dollar bills in your bank account. This is deeper than that. If you're allowing people to push music in your community that promotes the murder of your young people, then you're destroying trillions of dollars in black wealth because your wealth is tied in your youth. Your wealth is tied in your legacy. Your wealth is tied in your descendants who are going to be around after you to build the empires that you're trying to build right now. So, so if you can't talk about the other issues, then you might as well not even talk about economics because you out the game and don't even know it. You're like a damn football player trying to win the Super Bowl, but, but thinks that he can win the Super Bowl with one leg. How the hell are you going to run down the field when your ass is hopping on one leg? You're like, I'm hopping. I'm hopping as fast as I can. I'm gonna, I can run a 4-4 in the 40. You can't run a 4.4 in the 40-yard dash when you got one damn leg. 
So you before you start talking about winning Super Bowls, before you start talking about X's and O's, before you start talking about the best offensive and defensive scheme that's going to get you down the field, you got to figure out how you're going to have two legs instead of one. Because you're entering the game with an insurmountable handicap. You can't play the game of wealth if you can't also play the game of culture. You can't focus on your economic health if you ain't got no physical health. You can't play the game of wealth when white people are educating your kids and making them into the dumbest fucking people on the planet. They're making your kids stupid and they're doing it on purpose. They are literally training your, sending out millions of kids. This is your wealth. This is your legacy. This is, these are your people. They're sending millions of your children out into the world at the age of 18 and they can't even read. But they know everything they need to know about twerking. I'm just, forget, don't get mad at me. I'm just telling you that two plus two is four. You can try to kill the messenger if you want to, but I can't be killed. The truth can't be murdered. You can't take me out. You can kill my physical body, but you can't unhear everything that I'm explaining to you. All you got to do is look around you. I don't have to prove any of this. The reason I don't have to prove any of this to you is because you see it every day. You see every day. We live in a world where people think two plus two is 12. You somehow think you can have black girl magic in a world that disrespects black women on every level. You think that the black man is going to be safe and protected in a world where your black boys can't even read at grade level. You think that black men are going to rise again to become great dads when you have a whole entire culture built on the most ridiculous, pathetic, immature black male behavior that I can that, that anybody can ever imagine. You got 40-year-old men sagging their pants smoking blunts all day, dr drinking themselves into a, into a, into a hole and, and talking about how much they hate black women. And you really think you're going to build some empires off of that. You can't build no empires off of that. So, so the first thing that comes to mind in terms of things that we have to fix is you must address the toxicity being promoted in the hip hop music industry. You have to address that. I mean, seriously, how is it that Kanye West gets his bank account removed from Chase because he said something about the Jewish community, but yet they've never removed the bank account of any rapper who's rapped about raping black women. They've never removed the bank account of anybody who, who's ever rapped about murdering black people. If you take out any song where they say kill that N-word and you replace the N-word with Jew, Asian, white man, white woman, you will get that taken off the off, off the off the radio immediately. So why in the world do you allow them to allow this to go on? Why in the world do you even say that that's okay? This is creating a toxic culture. You can take the smartest black man on the planet, smartest black woman on the planet, with all the solutions that in the world for the black community. You send that per kid. You send that person to a public school that's full of black kids. And you put that person in a gym and you put them in the gym. And you say, in this room, we have the smartest black woman in the world who's going to teach you the secrets to success, the secrets to happiness, the secrets to everything that's going to make you great. Put that person in one room and then go, go put, put Cardi B and Offset in the other room and then let the kids choose which room they want to hang out in that day. Let the kids decide, do they want to go here from the person that has all the solutions 
that's going to make their lives better? Or do they want to hear from the stripper and the thug who rap about killing black people and, and all kinds of other stuff? I'm not saying they're not talented. I'm just saying that the talent's being used in, in a horrible way. That's culture. That's culture. I bet you with, with Asian and Indian kids, it's not the same thing. They like to hear from engineers. They like to hear from doctors. They like to hear from lawyers. They like to hear from entrepreneurs. They like to hear from people that are going to help them become successful. Sure, they have their pop stars. Sure, they have their movie stars. There's no question about that. But they're, but, they, but at the same time, if you go into a room full of Asian kids and you say, what do you want to be when you grow up? You're not going to hear half of them say, I want to be in the NBA. And the other half say, I want to be a rapper. You're, not, you're just not going to see that. You're going to hear engineer, doctor, lawyer, teacher, social worker, whatever. This is unique to you. This is bad culture. The reason you have bad culture partly is because your culture is controlled by somebody else. That's why when BET ran their 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 uh, commercials for the BET Awards, they kept saying for the culture, for the culture, for the culture. Well, who the fuck made up that culture? Who in the hell gave you the right to decide that you have any say over my culture? These white people who own BET. What in the world makes you think that I even want these people in any way defining my culture when, when they would never let me define their culture? They would never allow any of you to go and say, oh, we're, we're promoting this to Jewish people and this is their culture. This, this is for your culture. This is your culture. You have to understand that, 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 that this is how the game is rigged against you and you're participating in the rigging of the game. Maybe because you're just used to it. Maybe you just are used to a losing culture. Sometimes it happens with football teams. Sometimes you have a team like the New York Jets, I think, are probably having a hard time this year because they're not they're used to losing so much that they don't even know what to do when they're actually winning. So you're used to having a losing culture. You're used to having dysfunction everywhere. You're used to complete chaos. You're used to broken families. You're used to black women hating black men and black men disrespecting black women. You're used to all this. This is these are things that you're just accustomed to. And a lot of this is promoted and reflected in, in the music because this is what they they promote. They don't care about you. So that's that's one of the first things that came to mind. Um, do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. I'm kind of mad at myself because I keep telling myself I'm not going to cuss. Every time I cuss, I, my videos all get demonetized. But, you know, it's, I don't get, I don't care, man. Anyway, so yeah, <laughs> hit the thumbs up button, share, subscribe. Also, the uh, don't forget, uh, uh, I want to remind everybody as a public service announcement that there are fake voice watchings pages that come into the chat sometimes. And they'll literally, the guy will literally say something like, inbox me. And if that happens, uh, that is not me. I want to make sure you know that. And if you see an account like that, please report it. Um, I can't stop it. There's too many bots and spam and all that out there. But I just want to warn you guys because I don't want them to take your money or anything like that or harm you. All right. So the second thing, besides dealing with the toxic hip hop culture, and the, the URL for the convention is right there on the screen, allblacknationalconvention.com. October 28th through the 30th, we're going to be in Charlotte. Uh, and there are virtual passes as well. Um, the second thing is you got to stop worrying about what white people think about you. A lot of the things that we do, we only do them when we have permission from white people. A lot of the things we do, we only believe that these these ideas are valid because white folks start talking about it on CNN or uh, we, we tend to over focus on convincing white people that we're important. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. And it don't mean nothing unless I say it in front of a white person. 
because somehow, uh, and a lot of us are raised this way, because we are white supremacists, we are trained to be white supremacists from birth, we are raised to believe that if I don't say it in front of a white person, then it's like it was never said. You know, they used to say, if a tree falls in the woods, does it make a sound? And the answer is that it doesn't make a sound unless there's somebody there to hear it. So for you, because you put other people on a pedestal, you kind of believe that that they have to hear you or see you or acknowledge you or validate you before you become relevant. Um, I enjoy being on LinkedIn <laughs> and seeing all the smart black professionals with all the talent in the world congratulate the living shit out of each other when they get some new job uh, working for some big white company. I've just been promoted to the director of of of, of box cutters at at Walmart Corporation, and and, and literally that person will get eight thousand likes under their post. Congratulations, girl! Way to go, girl! Black girl, magic girl. Now I'm not making fun of that at all. I'm not. I mean, congratulations on your job. Good for you. But what is fascinating to me is that 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 level of excitement is rare. I don't really see that when, when Black people start their own business. Uh, I don't really see that when Black people have our own ideas. Uh, a lot of times we really believe that if, if an idea is really relevant or if an idea is really going to work, then white people would have been talking about it already. Like We really tend to over-focus on validation from people who hate us in order for us to feel relevant and to feel like we actually matter. Uh, you know, and, and so in, an example in Hollywood might be uh, the, the over obsession with these awards shows. I don't give a damn if you got 55 Oscars. I don't care if you got 126 Emmys. I don't care how if you won 18 Grammys. I don't respect awards that are given by historically racist organizations. But yet, because you are so desperate for white validation, you will forgive a 200-year legacy of the most horrific racism in history because they finally let you in the club. Princeton University, for example, um, has a, a really great um, public administration school named after Woodrow Wilson. Well, Woodrow Wilson hated the, the shit out of Black people. He had no love for Black folks. I think that man was in the Klan, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, and I'm not saying that you're, you're a fool if you go to Princeton. I'm not making fun of that at all. Good for you. Congratulations. But I really kind of just sort of think maybe we should process this idea that somehow we get excited that, uh, that institutions that are named after horrifically racist people are acknowledging and validating us. It doesn't mean the, that the, the acknowledgement doesn't matter. It's more so whether or not you put the cart before the horse. Now, if you already knew you were the shit, like you, if you already knew because your mama told you that you were special and that you are black girl magic and that you are a successful black man, if you already knew that and, and then they acknowledge it later, then that's fine. They're just getting on the bandwagon. They're finally figuring out something that you've known since birth. But if you're doing it the other way around, where you feel like you're nothing until they acknowledge you, then that means you have a psychiatric issue where you've got to learn what self-esteem actually looks like. Okay? Do you understand? Do you follow what I'm saying? So because here, here's the deal. I'll give you an example. I'm not putting myself in. I'm a white supremacist, too, in certain ways. I, I was brainwashed like the rest of y'all. So, so I'm, I'm learning this myself. So do not think I have it all figured out. But I'm figuring it out as we go along because every day I meditate on this shit. So here's the deal. Look, uh, I am 
Dr. Boyce Watkins, right? How did I become Dr. Boyce Watkins? Well, because the Ohio State University acknowledged me as Dr. Boyce Watkins. But one of the things that I, I, I learned was um, I, two things that I did. One thing I did that was real weird was once I had achieved everything I knew I needed to achieve to become Dr. Boyce Watkins, people don't know. I actually, when I was having trouble in my PhD program and really stressed out, I made, I typed up a little uh, certificate for myself and put Dr. Boyce Watkins on that certificate a good two years before they gave me my degree. Because I said, I'm going to decide when I'm Dr. Boyce Watkins. You're not going to decide that. If you eventually figure it out, then that's fine. But right now I'm smarter than half the faculty that are teaching me. So I'm going to go ahead and give myself those credentials just so we can get over this idea that somehow I need you to recognize me before I know that I'm recognizable. <clears throat> Same thing is true when I, when I started doing more public scholarship work. Here's the deal. I've been on a lot of the TV shows and all this other stuff. I've done all of that. You can look it all up. It's all out there on the internet somewhere. But then I, I started saying, God, you know, I really started getting a lot of congratulations from other Negroes when I started appearing on CNN and ABC and NBC and all this other stuff. And I was like, this isn't even, this means nothing to me. These people are not even smart. So why in the world am I all pumped up over the fact that I'm being acknowledged by people who have less intelligence than me, who don't even really understand what the real solutions are in the community anyway? And don't give a damn. I said, you know, maybe I need to go in a different direction. So I went in a direction where I literally said, I want to talk directly to you in our own platform. Where we can have our own conversations. And really, I don't even want to be on the radar of these other people. And so what, what happens is sometimes stuff will pop up every now and then. Some white person will take a glimpse into our world and they'll, they'll see, oh, wow, you have over a million followers or whatever. Well, you're really doing something important. We should get you on TV or whatever. And I remember, and sometimes I'll be thinking, well, good. It's, I mean, it's kind of cool that you're finally acknowledging the obvious that I'm actually doing work that actually matters, that actually works and, and whatever. But at the same time, I don't know if I even really want you here. I don't even want, I don't even really know if I, I don't really want any mainstream attention from you because you're going to undermine and distract from what we're trying to accomplish. Because I'm already past this idea that somehow being acknowledged by mainstream white people is somehow some sort of badge of honor. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I'm saying that that that's not where the answers lie for black people. That's just not that's not where you're going to get the real solutions. Like I, I've been to um, a lot of these other, a lot of conferences. You know, um, the reason we created the All Black National Convention was I went to a lot of conferences. I went to the Urban League. I went to the NAACP. I went to the Congressional Black Caucus. And I remember feeling very empty because I felt like there was all this yapping and all this complaining and nothing was actually moving forward like nothing was happening and and I get I got mad kind of like a, being on a football team where you the whole team just accepts the fact that you're going to lose the next game because you're a bunch of fucking losers and I was like I don't want to be a loser this is not fun for me I don't want to sit around and just complain about how terrible it is to be black and how white folks won't let us do nothing and how bad they treat us. I don't care how you treat me. I I, I even question things that, that make people confused at, at, at times, but I promise you I thought this through. I don't even care. I don't even get triggered if somebody tells me that a white person is racist. I'm like, of course they are. Of course they don't like black people as much as they like themselves. I don't like him either sometimes. I don't hate him. I just don't. I just care about my own. And, and that's natural. Like this idea that somehow, that somehow you're going to scare and trigger 
me because you tell me that this white man doesn't like black people. That's just unnatural and weird. Why do you care what he thinks about you? What matters is what you think about yourself and stop trying to go into his head to figure out whether he likes you or not. That means you are a person who is like the seventh grader with low self-esteem who is wondering what their friends think about them. And I'm here like your mama or your daddy should have been to say, don't you worry about what those other kids are thinking. Stop worrying about them. Worry about you. So, so I'm gonna just ask you to consider this idea. It's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's probably radical, but I really want you to consider it. Is I really think we need to stop giving a damn whenever we hear about a white person who says something racist. Let, let me just break the truth to you. They don't like you that much. I don't, but I don't think they hate you as much as you think that they do. I don't know what they, they're thinking because it doesn't matter to me. Who cares? Who cares? Why do you care if the lady next door doesn't like black people? So what? Imagine what would happen if she had a hidden microphone at your dinner table and heard the stuff that you were saying about white folks and then and then heard all that and then replayed it and said, see, this proves, this proves that, that Tyler Kimberly is a, is a racist and a terrible person. Look at what she said about white people. This proves that she hates all white people. And you know that ain't it. You know that sometimes they, white folks just make you mad and you might just say something just like, oh, you know what those white people do or whatever. And that's it. But it doesn't mean you hate every white person you meet. It doesn't mean you want to go out and kill white folks. It doesn't mean you want to do any of that. It just means you were a little frustrated that day. So I'm not letting them, I'm not letting racist people off the hook. I'm saying that they don't matter. And that what happens is that that becomes a distraction of your energy. They suck you out. They get you engaged in stuff that keeps you from focusing on what matters, which is solving problems for you and your family. Like, I, like I'll never go to jail because some toothless redneck came into a store and called me the N-word. And, and, and I decided to punch him out. Oh, I had to whoop that ass. He called me the N-word. I've got to beat him out. I'm not going to jail because somebody's stupid. I'm not doing that. That makes me stupider. That only makes me dumber than him. Anyway, let me let me keep going. Uh, do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, also, look, this guy, here's, here's, the, here's the fake voice. Look, they come in the chat. So see how it says Michelle Bradley inbox me, fam? They, that's what they do. They even they even know how to use like fake black language to try to make you think it's me. That's not me. I'm going to block this person, but I wanted y'all to see it so that you would just kind of know what to look out for. And they, these fake accounts are on Instagram. They're on TikTok. They're everywhere. There's like apparently there's a whole industry of like creating fake accounts so they can go and and, you know, rip people off or whatever. So I just want I have to warn you guys. So I just wanted to show you on the screen. Uh, so hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, don't forget the convention is going to be October 28th through the 30th in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, I, I've got to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and finish this up because my wife and I are about to go running pretty soon. I've been getting fat, so I need to go make sure I get out here and run. So so, so another area that we've really got to address is we have to really focus a lot of energy on our economic strength. We must really confront our economic habits, and we have to understand that he who has the goal makes the rules. One of the things that I never liked about any of the, the conventions that I went to is I never understood this idea that you can have black liberation brought to you by McDonald's. I never understood how you can have uh, an event that's supposed to represent independent black thinking when you've got a big white corporate sponsor sitting over your shoulder monitoring every word 
that you say. Um, one of the great things about the convention this year that I'm excited about is that because we are economically independent, we can bring in whoever we want, no matter how controversial they may be. So for example, Dr. Christina Parks, who gave that excellent testimony before the Michigan House of Representatives. She has a PhD in cell and molecular biology. Y'all know who she is. Uh, it, we, we invited her with open arms, but this poor lady's been blackballed like crazy ever since she said things during the pandemic that were not popular. At the same time, we're not constrained by that. We have other people there, other doctors coming to the convention who had a completely different opinion from Dr. Parks about the pandemic. And you know what I'm talking about. We're talking about them jabs. I'm not going to go into all that. Right. And, and the idea that I want you to understand is that when you have economic freedom, you have the freedom to explore all the ideas that might lead you to the right solutions. One of the problems that you have when you get stuck on either a Democrat or Republican plantation or you get stuck on the corporate plantation is that you don't have the ability to explore all the ideas that might actually help you. You don't have the ability to search for the right solutions. Now, as a mathematician who also who spent a lot of time thinking about solutions to mathematics problems, one thing I can tell you is that from a mathematical standpoint, when you're solving a problem, the more constraints you put on the problem, the mathematicians and engineers might get what I'm saying, the more constraints that you put on a problem, the, the less ability you have to optimize and find the best solution. Give me a yes in the chat if you understand what I'm saying. The more I constrain you in finding your solutions, the more I, the more I limit the number of, of ideas you're allowed to explore, the less likely you are to find a solution that really works. So if I say, look, all the solutions for the black community can be explored, as long as it ends with black folks being voting for the Democratic Party, that's not going to be the optimal solution. That makes you a political slave. Or if I say all solutions can be explored, as long as you don't insult Jewish people in the process, uh, well, that's not going to lead you to the optimal solution because the Jewish community should be criticized or critiqued like any other community should. Right. So, so, so what I'm saying to you is that economic independence is really important. This is why the reparations conversation is very important. They owe you about $14, $15 trillion. I'm going to join Tariq Nasheed October 5th and his crew uh, in D.C. Uh, to talk about this issue and to support his rally because this is something I believe in that's going to make a difference. But also in general, here's the other thing, too. I don't believe that it makes sense for you to wait for um, Black people with platforms to pursue an issue before you pursue the issue. You are the king and the queen of your household, of your family. So you have economic policy you can implement in your family that will give your family economic independence. Very basic things. For example, uh, if you go to BoyceWatkins.com, there's a link to that whole that ebook I told you I created that you can have for free. It's uh, the $5 a day investment plan. If you want a hard copy, the book's on Amazon, so feel free to go there too. The $5 a day investment plan is important because what it does is it puts you in a position where in the next generation, <clears throat> your children will completely eliminate most of their economic problems. <clears throat> and, and when you eliminate the economic problems, you find that a person who has economic freedom moves differently throughout the world than a person who goes around begging for money. If you're begging white folks for your next meal, then you will never be able to stand up to them. You can't stand up to a racist if you need the racist to pay your rent. Do you follow what I'm saying? Let me let me um drink some water here. So so economic independence has to be an important part of our dialogue. It has to be an important part of our culture. 
We have to consistently talk about it. We have to talk about it in a way that's intelligent <clears throat> so we don't get caught up in these get rich quick schemes. A lot of people thought they were investing during the pandemic and they weren't investing. They were gambling. They were getting caught up in a lot of, um, in, you know, whether it was, um, uh, you know, Ponzi schemes and, and blessing looms and, and all kinds of get rich quick stuff. And the reality is that most of the time, real wealth does not come from something that happens overnight. It comes from something that happens over a period of years. So planning ahead is really important. Economic strength and intelligence is, should be an important part of your family culture. If your children learn nothing else from their kids, one of the most important things they need to learn is where wealth comes from and how to obtain it. Uh, the third piece here that we should fix, in my in, in my view, maybe I've listed four. I don't know. I'm just talking here. Um, <clears throat> is I, we really have to think about our families. When you're talking about where your families are right now, <clears throat> you don't understand that when you create or facilitate a community and a culture that is uh, very much bent on a gender war between black men and black women, where on one side of the street, you got a bunch of men talking crazy about the women. And then on the other street, you got women talking crazy about the men. Uh, then you're never going to be able to build true wealth in that community. You'll never have tr true strength in that community. Because well, why is that? Well, because you won't have stable families. So the fact that over 76% of black children grow up without their father in the house is a, is a national emergency. That is a national emergency. Give me a yes. If you can, if you can agree with me on this point, if you can give me this point that this is not just something that has occurred, this isn't just a, a piece of data. This is a, an emergency. This is literally like DEFCON 5 in terms of the severity of impact that is having on your community, having on your children, on their safety, on their mental and physical health, on your economic status. The lowest net worth in America is that of a single black mother with children. So as much as we talk about black women getting the highest levels of education, the black women starting more businesses than anybody else, as much as we talk about black women getting all the college degrees, well, guess what? There's an, a massive underclass of black women with kids who are stuck with a zero or negative net worth because the family's not really meant to be run by one person. It's very difficult to do. If you're in that category, I am not in any way blaming you or getting mad at you or talking down to you. I'm giving you some data and facts. Secondly, black men having kids in multiple households. I know Nick Cannon got y'all thinking that infinite pimping is the way to go. I know, I remember what the late Kevin Samuels had to say about relationships. I find that you can believe whatever piece of that you want. He wasn't all bad. He wasn't all good. He said a lot of things. But what I am here to tell you is that if you don't gain some sort of appreciation and understanding of the role that family plays in the stability of a community, then you are going to be consistently confused, left behind, stressed out, and struggling. Chances are you are not going to have all the things you need. You're not going to have the balance that you need. Uh, you need to hear all the stories. You know, it, So when you're thinking about going out, planting your seed in every woman with a big booty, well, you need to also find out about the consequences of that, what it's like to pay child support for six or seven kids, or what it's like to be a 45-year-old man who had a stroke, who's in the hospital, who has nobody there to come in and help him out, who's got to have a stranger wipe his ass because he ain't got a wife that cares about him. He's got a bunch of hoes who ran because he wasn't able to pay the bills no more. This is real stuff. This is real stuff. This is real stuff.
In fact, it's so real. I know a guy who that happened to. He was 50 years old. He had a little bit of money. So he got him a nice young girlfriend that he took care of. Then he had a stroke. He was in the hospital and his girlfriend took $30,000 out of his bank account, robbed him blind while he was in the hospital, did not come to see him anymore because he was worthless at that point. And then when he died, he she was pissed because all the money went to his daughter. And, and, and none of this was planned for in advance. So everybody was devastated. Everybody was stressed out. All kinds of ratchet ghetto stuff was happening. These are people that I know. This is a real story from someone I know who called me to tell me this story. So what I'm saying to you is that if you don't have a plan that involves family and love and some appreciation for black women or an appreciation for black men and what black fathers can bring to the table, you're probably going to be in for a lot of pain, a lot of stress and a lot of strain. What is the solution? You should study family the way you study mathematics. You should study relationships the same way you studied how to get that accounting degree. You should, do you follow what I'm saying? You need to study how to run a family as much as you, and put as much energy into that as you put into learning how to do a, the latest dance or on TikTok or learning how to, to do, become a nurse's aide or learn, or, or the time you spent learning how to play basketball, you should spend that time learning how to be a father. That that's the, the I'm talking about the same amount of energy. I'm not saying you shouldn't play basketball. What I'm saying is that you have to be intentional about this shit. You live in a complex world. The world is complicated. And what does that mean? That means that on the things that matter, family, wealth, health, you're not typically going to be successful by accident. You're not going to be able to kind of just, you know, kind of wing it and be okay. When you get married, you really want to think hard and study what it means to pick a good wife. And then when you get married, you might want to spend time getting some counseling and reading some books on how to manage the relationship with your husband. Maybe you want to spend some time watching some YouTube videos and, and reading a couple books on how to properly raise children the right way instead of just kind of hoping that it's all just going to come to you because they don't teach none of this in school. Most of what they teach you in school is a bunch of crap that isn't going to help you at all. So my argument is very basic. Again, it sounds radical only because it's different. It ain't radical to me because to me it's common sense. Two plus two equals four ain't radical. It's just only radical in a world where you've been trained to believe that two plus two is 147. That's what you, you're raised to believe that two plus two is 147. So when I say two, well, no, actually two plus two is four. Oh my God, that's so crazy. Dr. Boyce, you, you wild, man. You be saying stuff that, that's just out there, man. You, no, I said two plus two is four. I said that the things that matter in your life are things that you should probably study. Because if you want to win, if I'm a coach of a basketball team and I want to win championships, then, then guess what? I'm going to study basketball. I'm going to watch film clips. I'm going to sit down with the X's and O's and, and analyze the defense, analyze the offense. I'm going to train my athletes. I'm going to prepare. That's, that's what it is. It's not complicated. It's only complex. It's only a radical idea in a culture where you're used to losing. 
The only time things like practice and preparation become radical is when you're in a culture where people are used to like just making it. Hey, dog, we just going out there. We just do our best, man. We just pass the ball around, just see what happens. We don't practice, man. We just show up in whatever shape we're in and we hope that it works out. Then guess what? That's why your your record is one one in fifty eight <laughs> because you suck and you suck because you don't practice and you don't prepare. You don't study the game. You don't do anything to make yourself into a champion. So you have a losing culture. Well, process this. Process this. Black people don't have any wealth relative to white people. Our wealth is actually going down. How much time do we spend as a community? I mean, really, like 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 really studying wealth. I mean, like if somebody has a wealth channel, is that like the most popular channel on all of YouTube? Or could I get more attention if I was some stupid rapper with 18 babies? Mom was talking about how which Negro I'm going to shoot next week. Which one, which which Instagram live is going to get the most viewers at a given time? Blueface talking about beating his girlfriend's ass or, 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 or some black man or black woman literally giving you the secrets to how you can build economic empires. Or, or what? What's more interesting to people on the, uh, you know, in the black community? Something on the shade room about a guy who had his 18th baby's mama, or a, a, or a therapist who is speaking about how to maintain a healthy relationship and get rid of generational trauma. What's going to get more attention? What's going to have more study? What are people? What are people more familiar with? Are they more familiar with what's going on with their favorite rapper, or are they more familiar with? Uh, with how to properly raise their children and how to actually develop their family into something that's going to be successful, stable, and strong. So, so what I'm saying to you is that that this is this is, the blueprint's out there. It's very simple. It's not. This is not algebra. This this is not calculus. It it ain't even algebra. This is literally arithmetic. This is literally simple cause and effect. So, what I would say to you is this. This is what I'm gonna leave you with. <laughs> If you want to win this game of life, and I, that's what I want. I want you to win. I want you to win. And then I, by extension, I want the people around you to win because you're going to create a winning championship culture in your household, in your space. And then and then as a result, the, a piece of the community is going to win. There's always going to be people that don't get it, but that's okay. We're not talking about them. I'm talking about you. So I want you to think about this. Leave, leave with this basic idea. If you think about three key areas of your life, health, your health, your physical and mental health, your wealth, your financial prosperity and stability and relationships, how you relate to others so that they can come through for you when you need them. I believe you should study those three areas as much as you study math, biology, chemistry, history, or anything that you studied in school. But the difference is that this is so much more important. This literally is life or death. When you're talking about what drugs and violence and chaos and and a lack of education has done to our people, you're literally talking about life or death. So so this is a game that you can't afford to lose. And I'm going to tell you this, I'll be damned if I spend time on on a losing team. I'm not trying to run with the losing squad. I want to be with people who either are winning or people who want to win. People who are determined to lose, unfortunately, I don't know what to do with that. I don't know. Maybe somebody else can go talk to them. I'm not that guy. So, so that's what that's what was on my mind today, and that's all I wanted to share with you. And I appreciate you receiving my message, and I hope that it helps somebody. And, uh, and I want to also encourage those of you who already get it, who are dealing with a world of people who don't get it yet. Keep moving. Keep pushing. Keep winning. Keep building. 
because your family will thank you for it in the future. So God bless you guys. Um, thank you for listening. I'm about to go run with my wife. Hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, share. Make sure you subscribe to the channel if you haven't done it yet. Uh, in fact, I would like to ask if you could share this video uh, for it to anybody that you think could benefit from this. So give me a yes in the chat if you can just take this link and just pop it into your social media, pop it into your Instagram, Facebook, wherever you can do it. That would really help us a lot. Uh, we don't have big, vast distribution channels. Uh, you are our distribution. So if, if there's something here that resonated with you, I only ask that you share it with others. And also, if you want to learn more about the convention, we meet in Charlotte, North Carolina, October 28th through the 30th. It's going to be three days. We have dozens of experts. We've been working on this the whole entire year. This is 100% Black-owned and funded. And uh, basically, we're going to do a lot of learning. We're going to do a lot of connecting with other people who are like-minded. We're also going to have a, just a lot of fun. Uh, everything from speed dating to space terms. All, we got all that stuff going on. We have the ball, which is a lot of fun. So we we so we so don't just, it's not just serious all the time, but we do have enough seriousness that we are actually going to get something done. So it's like a nice mix. So feel free to join us. Go to allblacknationalconvention.com. Uh, if you're watching on Instagram, uh, the link is in the bio. And I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for hearing me out. And I love you. And I will see you soon. Take care now. Peace. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money and the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three, what did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV. Here we are.